boy, Noiros. That's right, Dan. You better cover your ears. You don't get the uh, benefit of editing where I could take that down for people listening. I had to re- readjust my... He, put, he had to t- my... take out other hearing aids to put in new hearing aids. Yeah. Out of his disposable jar of hearing aids, which is like a candy dish. Yeah. Yeah. Candy dish Dan on the mic and hungry gentleman Joey here to say, uh, thank God for the original, huh? Werther's? Werther's original. Yeah. You get to say Werther's at this point, right? Or original. But what was, what was that? There was like what a... was what was Werther's do over? You know, like what was Werther's sequel? Like how can we have to call it a? We're so psyched that it's the original. I or did he just... was it so legendarily bad that like a new Coke situation, Dan? That hmm. he was just like, hey, you know what? Back to the original. Who doesn't love the classic and the original? That's all I got. Please continue. I'm trying to think. There was a candy that was kind of similar to that, where it had like a chocolate center okay. and it had like almost like a kind of like a caramel outside i know what you're talking about i, I can't remember what it was about. i used to really love those was it regional i don't think so i think i almost like... feel like I, this is a candy i got when i moved to philly this time and like started a job and it was in like the welcome basket but maybe i'm thinking of a different candy what do you got nips nips yeah nips that is, nips yes. is regional i think right is it it could be i guess it's up to the noiros to decide who aren't in the uh greater pennsylvania area to be like yeah what the fuck is nips I just Googled, is it uh, regional? I, I was hoping you were just going to say, I just Googled Nips because I would be so curious what came up. <laughs> no, I, I made sure to write Nips candy when okay. I searched it. So trust me, I was I was ahead of it. Um, no incognito window for this one. No. <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't say that it's regional. I where like where was it out of? Where, where are Nips located? Can we take a tour? I don't think they're around anymore. Oh, RIP Nips. Yeah, I don't. Well, let me see. No, they are. I, I they're on Amazon. Like you can get them still. Phew. Okay. And get and guess what's in the uh, the related or the original. <laughs> I mean, there you go. Yeah. This, this train of thought is very natural. Is it I, nips with two peas? No, it's just one. I what? think they're owned by Nestle. Yeah, they're owned by Nestle. Okay. That's who makes that's who makes them. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That was a weird start. I didn't think we were going that route, but you didn't think we'd start with nips. Any good podcast does, dude. <laughs> apparently hey how's it going buddy uh it's going how about you it's going pretty well we're in august stories i have stories for august you thought i was boring january through july well here comes august everyone now the show begins huh episode 83 this is basically should could be the pilot episode dan we're talking nips and now we're talking life's uh whimsical bloopers i don't know we'll find out my car was required. It's still registered in Connecticut because, uh, I don't know, it's just easier. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't shame me, Dan. He's over here twirling <laughs> his villainous mustache. I don't think I moved. In judgment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought the screen froze. All right. Well, yeah. that's fine. Uh, yeah. So I had to get my emissions done. Do you guys have emissions in New Jersey? Everyone we, does, right? We do. We do have to get that. That's what our inspection is for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Two, every two years for Connecticut. I think that's for here as well. I'm, I'm sure this is all typical yes. for most every. I'm sure there's a couple like states that uh, who do we want to slander, Dan? Rhode West Island. Virginia, Rhode Island. Yeah, fuck Rhode Island, huh? Yeah, <laughs> a very lovely place. I always enjoy being there. But for this instance, that one town in Rhode Island we all hate, you know, uh, yeah. maybe they don't care about emissions and they're like, yeah, fucking pollute in our state. Who cares? So it was time, Dan. My my number was called. And this was the last possible weekend for me to do it before the price of $20 would be 
doubled to a fined forty dollars. Oh, you have to pay to get inspected for the emissions. Yeah, you got you to drop twenty. So you don't have to do that here. It's free. Wow. All right. Well, yeah, it's just like a part of it. You just go there. They do. They do their thing, and then if you pass, you pass. You're good. <laughs> Are you sure that's not just like offered through your dealership? No, it's like they have. We have state inspection stations that we go to, uh-huh. um, and then you just basically pull up. They like run a couple of diagnostics, and then if everything's cool, you get a pass, and they get a new sticker. That's it. You get a sticker. You're on the windshield. You go on the, on the windshield. You like the you know. I'm sure most places. Most oh, but that's like that. a straight like inspection. That's not just right. emissions. Yeah, we used to have that Connecticut, but then we stopped doing that, and it's only emissions now. But, but I guess the trade off was yeah. This but is I mean, just like emissions, yeah. But yeah, this is only emissions. You don't need. They don't like check the brakes or anything like that right. anymore. Like they right. used to. They used to do um, that here as well. Yeah. Yeah, those days are gone. Thankfully, they're like, hey, drive whatever shit car you want. Jalopy, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's fine. So yeah. Anyways. We got to pay for it. We got one compliment for New Jersey for the first time. So enjoy the win. So I went there and on the way, full of energy drink. This was a late trip to Connecticut past 8 p.m. Somewhere in New Jersey. I'm about to rescind that compliment, Dan. Mm-mm. Took a little detour to like pee at a Wawa. Exploding with uh, my friend here, the Red Bull. Shout out. At least Oof. here we could we could pause the show if need be. And uh, I got pulled over by a cop. I was going a little too fast in, in search of this bathroom. In New Jersey? In New Jersey, yeah. Uh-oh. And that was fucking annoying because they should have forgiven me. for. This should be a pee forgiveness, you know? Yeah. And also, I really had to go. And now I'm, like, waiting even longer. Right. And he's like, oh, yeah, maybe you should have just, like, gone, you know, on the side of the road. But for one, what? it's like, A, I'm with, like, a woman so who also has to urinate. That's not easily yeah. going to happen, sir. And, you know hey, I'm taking my dick out. All of a sudden, I'm a sex offender, Dan. All I'm doing is trying to pee. And like, are you on like a highway? No, but I'm in like a residential area where it's not like, you know, yeah. you can pull over your car and someone's like, oh, I think this person is like flashing their genitals at us, you know? Yeah, that's really... That yeah, could go we... so bad. So this guy had no sympathy for that. So yeah, that was no fun. And that set a tone. And then come morning time, Saturday morning, to go do the emissions, I clean out my car, I'm off on my way, and then I'm barely leave the driveway. I'm like, oh, let me grab my wallet from my car. I can't find my wallet, Dan. Turn around, go back to the house. I'm looking everywhere for this darn thing. It is not turning up. I'm like, oh my God, when could it have gone? Of course, pee is the theme of the story, Dan. I had to pee at one point after this pullover thing, and I did go on the side of the road because it was in the sticks, you know, Uh like it should be. I'm like, did I drop the wallet there? But there was no conceivable way that I did. But it's like, well, then where is it? So I'm like, all right, let me just get this emissions thing done anyways. And I don't need a wallet. So it's going to be okay on that end. Mm. Went fine. That was a compliment. It went so quickly. It was beautiful. The fastest experience I've ever had at any kind of car or anything. Mm-hmm. Even to pay the bill, I feel like it took longer than this thing did. So shout That's out good. to them. And then uh, get back, chilling with my mom, talking to her, sitting in some seat, go to grab my drink, look over. There's my wallet had fallen out of my pocket, Dan. <laughs> It's some crazy blind spot no one could see. I didn't even remember sitting, and uh, it was the briefest of moments, and there it was. So Wow. Well, at least you found it. It was a bright side there, but what a freaking scare that stupid thing was. Oh, and then I saw Nope while I was out. How was that? Was that good? It was good, yeah. A couple Ooh. minor criticisms, but not enough to have hindered a good time. And let me ask, did you get a ticket? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But I'm going to fight it and stay tuned for a future episode for the outcome of that. I like that. We're hyping up. I do. 
Well, I'm also you. thinking he probably saw the Connecticut license plate, and that that probably was like, ooh, I gotta. It's also end of the month. Got to get that yeah, those last exactly. ones in. No, no. Yeah, like, we all knew what was going down, and you know, yeah, we kept it smooth. It's like, yes, fine, sir. I will. <laughs> I know what's happening. Yes, I mean, we will possibly see each other in the future because I absolutely will leave from Philadelphia to go fight this. There you go. Am I not me, Dan? You are you. Yeah. That's true. I'm nothing but not petty, Tom. <laughs> Speaking of which, I have a good Tom Petty photo I got to send you. Okay. That Wonderful. I found. I won't, I, won't, I won't spoil it, but it's pretty, pretty awesome. I'm psyched for this. Yeah. Other than that, Dan, I think that's everything. Green Comics. As I do. <laughs> I've been making my way through some movies and I wanted to wait to tell you on the show is that I got a couple of through vinegar syndrome. I got a couple fun city editions. Uh, one's a new release and one's like a little bit newer ish. The first one is Coca-Cola kid, uh, which uh-huh. I'd never seen before. Uh, that was a really good time with Eric Roberts. Um, very quirky, very like weird cult kind of movie, all filmed in Australia. I enjoyed that. It was it was it was fun. Eric Roberts is in it. You're at least guaranteed that much of a good time, right? And he he's just like over the top in it. It's 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 great. Hell yeah. And he's got, like bleached blonde hair. It's dude. It's it's wild. What year was this? Eighty five. Oh, that's a perfect time. Yeah, I'll, I'll look into that. And what I liked even more was I got uh, the movie Heartbreakers. And I'm not talking about the one with Susan Sarandon and Jennifer Love Hewitt, which yeah. don't get me wrong, I don't mind. But I thought the same thing when I first saw that announcement. I'm yeah. like, really? And then I was like, oh, well, yes, yes, yes. And I, I loved it. I oh, would good. highly recommend. I feel like you would really like it. It was just so good. Uh, Tangerine Dream did the did the soundtrack for it. Um, and That's it's amazing. Yeah. Right. And just like the idea of it, the premise of it, just the way it goes. Also, uh, Catherine Harold is in it from uh, Modern Romance, um, which is awesome. It's got like the one dude from E.T.'s in it. And then what's the other guy? Um, well-known guy. With Nick Mancuso. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was great. I really enjoyed it. I, nice. I would, uh, of the, like, I think both were good. I feel like you would dig both, but I think the packaging is great on both. But I feel like you would really like that one, especially because it's got the, you know, the Tangerine Dream. On it. And that's 84 that came out. That's Very, like, spot neon like la vibes yeah it was it was great i i watched them back to back yesterday so that was a, a good good mid-80s time that nice. I had. yeah next connecticut trip i was going to make it to the archives so i'll definitely look out for probably both of those i i think you i was hoping to hear final flash in that list dan uh no i didn't get it um oh. but i yeah i i got both of those and I, heartbreakers i i had i had been that's been on my radar when they started posting it. And I, I'd been wanting to see Coca-Cola Kid because I've known about that for a while. I was going to just stream it. And I was like, you know what? The package looks really cool. And, and, and it's great with the sleeve and they had the booklet. Just it, everything they do is just really well done. So I was like, you know, I'm going to grab them now. So yeah, that's that's what I did. Speaking of vinegar syndrome and our show, Dan. Uh-huh. Friend of the show, past guest of the show, Chuck Forsman. He's got a new comic coming out through vinegar syndrome. Oh, he did an cool. adaptation slash sequel to New York Ninja, that movie they did. And that's coming out in September, I think. So look out for that. That's really cool. Yeah. And he did a cover for like a limited VHS edition too. So. Oh, great. He's all over this movie now at this point. There so you go. Yeah, check I it still, out. I still got to see it. Yeah. Listen to our Nightfall episode if you're in the zone after all that. It's a good time. Speaking of good times, is this a segue? A good time it, for a segue? I'll use that as the segue. I think so. <laughs> All right, buddy. Here comes some taglines. Ready? She'll lie, kiss, or kill her way out of anything. Yeah. Not bad. They use the quote, I'm no good for any man for any longer than a kiss. Good line. Yeah. 
but I don't know if I'm going to sell the movie with that. Nothing stops Thelma Jordan. She'll lie, kill, or lie her way out of anything. They use lie twice there. A lot of lying. Yeah, I would edit that one. Most men have known at least one. Okay. You love that one. Yeah. Clearly, we're talking about episode 83, The File on Thelma Jordan. That's Jordan with two O's, weirdly enough. Jordan. Jordan, yeah. Released January 5th, 1950 from our old friends at Paramount Pictures. We got a lot of, speaking of friends, just all over this thing. They got directed by Robert C. Admack. Well, these are new friends, but screenplay by Teddy Frings from an unpublished story by Marty Holland. Mm-hmm. Both women, by the way, which is always mm-hmm. good to see. And produced by, here's your old friend, Hal B. Wallace. This guy's all over the place with these things. Look yep. at his filmography and you'd be like, what is that, just out of the podcast? Basically, yeah. Basically, huh? Uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> Here's a movie, huh? Yeah, this was this was interesting. This I, was interesting. Indeed. I have some mixed mixed feelings about this one. I do too, and I'd say they even got more mixed. I kind of I did a second viewing of it today. Okay. I watched it last night. Well, I actually watched everything up until like probably the last half hour. Fell asleep mm-hmm. and then finished it, and then you know just wanted to tighten up a little bit. There's a good write-up, but, you know, there's a couple little things I wanted to make sure I didn't miss. And kind of knowing what had happened and then watching it with a different lens, it helped a little bit for me, I would say. Mm-hmm. There's some, some a lot of things that came together. But, yeah, here we are. This is a uh, another one from Olive Films. Mm-hmm. We're going to give the same criticism as our last Olive Films. Turn the freaking sound up a little bit. Better than last time, but, like, yeah. just a smidge. Um, yeah, and they're pretty bare bones. Um, pretty bare bones. I didn't know this was a uh, public domain film until it is, finding yeah. out about this. I was surprised there wasn't a lot more copies of something like this, but it's a decent print, you know, especially for public domain. I feel like usually it's a lot trashier. So, yeah, no, I was I was OK with that. Yeah, especially knowing that, too. Yeah, I think it's pretty, pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into this. I would say here's one out of the two most challenging parts of this movie. The biggest challenging parts, I would say your intro is, is a big part of it. Even though I, when I looked into it, watching it the second time, it was only like five minutes before Barbara Stanwyck shows up. It's a long five minutes, Dan. Mm-hmm. And you're just like thrown into it. And you're like, what's going on? And this was definitely one with the second viewing. I'm like, all right, I see the exposition going on. But you're mostly just like, drunks are annoying in real life. I don't need you to kill it at playing a drunk. It's a slog getting into it, for it sure. absolutely yeah. is. I'm not a huge Wendell Corey fan. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not not, but he just he's better suited in a lot of other movies we find to me. Yeah. He gets better afterwards, but I mean, this is really what puts the worst taste in your mouth regarding him, though. It's just this drunk that he's playing that you wish you would just tone down. Yeah. But he is fucking hammered he, he's in his wife is calling pamela who is also joan tetzel playing pamela she's got a weird cadence to her i don't know she was interesting but you can kind of see why he doesn't want to hang out with his wife it's their anniversary which is kind of a hard one to tap out on but <laughs> she seems mostly okay with it she's ignorance is bliss i guess for her but she's calling in to the district attorney's office and it's like hey is is Cleve there? His name is Cleve, by the way. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, he's Cleve there. He's like, no. Hey, who's he with at this point? Who in this intro, Dan? That's the other. Is like another assistant DA, right? Like that's yeah. like his like coworker. I don't, I don't remember his name. That's why yeah. I was kind of hesitant. He's in it a lot, and he is in it a lot. They don't really. I don't remember them really like saying his name though. Yeah, 
They probably do. Um, is it Miles Scott? Is that it? Could be. Yeah, I think I think that is him. Yeah. Yeah. That's the character's name. All right. Well, Miles, he takes the call. He plays it off for his friend. He's like, Yeah, I don't know where he is. He's not in the office. But he is in the office. And Mm -hmm. he just hates his life, um, specifically his father-in-law, who like helped get him a job and is very rich and handles things for their family. He's got kids as well. His partner, Miles Scott, we're saying, I hope we're right. I, I feel like we are. We're going to come. Mm. We're being confident from here on out. If we're wrong, you know what? Hey, we're having a chuckle. We knew it. We were playing a bit. But he leaves. And finally, these five minutes I was talking about are over. And in comes Barbara Stanwyck. And it's just like such a sigh of relief as soon as she does. You're like, okay. You know, she just elevates any production that she's in. You know, she's in prime Stanwyck form at this point. Mm-hmm. Missy, if we're feeling friendly with her, Dan, mm-hmm. as they call her. But she comes in and, you know, she's been trying to get a hold of, of Miles Scott. And she mistakes this drunken guy for him at first, too. But it's not. Well, I think she's actually looking for the actual DA, right? The guy that comes in later to take the case. Um, she's looking for the the actual district attorney. And then these two guys are assistant attorneys. So she's, she like walks into the, into well, the Miles room. Scott is the chief investigator, according to what this write-up I just found. <laughs> okay. So maybe I have the wrong guy then. And I feel like his name was on the office. Wasn't it? Was it? Maybe he's the investigator for the DA. That's possible. Yeah. Maybe he's the investigator. And then, and then Cleve is the actual assistant attorney, which that would make sense. So in that case, I think, I think he's looking for, uh, uh, Cleve's boss, who we do see later. That's who she's actually looking for. Mm-hmm. But then, and then it's a mistaken identity, as we'll see. So yeah, first she thinks it's him. There's a real back and forth. It's not going well. He's like super drunk and she's just like, yeah, you know what? Clearly I got the wrong guy here. Sorry about that. Mm. She leaves. She gets a parking ticket. She finds out and he is like, hey, I gotta at least like handle that, make that disappear. I'm yeah, a by very the way. important person. Yeah, and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, okay like that's nice like maybe we could talk after all if you got this kind of power so she says come along with me obviously i'm driving and they head to like a restaurant bar type thing something with a jukebox at the very least and Mm -hmm. every time thelma's going up to play herself some songs we find out that cleave is just getting drunker (laughs) and uh he's a mess they basically closed out the place and are getting kicked out And then they kind of head back and he is just plastered at this point. And he's just super into her. And she's just like, great. No, thank you. (laughs) Leave me alone. So they part ways and it didn't go so well. But the next day they meet up again. They're able to talk. And he's like, hey, sorry about that. This (laughs) I'm a completely different person, it turns out. And now we can really start this movie. So then also we're getting a little bit more of Cleve's wife. Pamela she is about to go take the family away for like a summer trip they always do but like they're able to get it like a month in advance mm-hmm. so she's like yeah let's just springs that on him I was like yeah let's just go you know you have a job and everything but whatever and he's like yeah I can't do that and also like I think I am into someone new and you're just a total bummer to me yeah. right now our relationship I got work is, to do <laughs> yeah well, I mean which yeah probably you know yeah. like that's i mean it is an excuse but it is legit i'm sure like yeah. he's in a very important position you can't just fuck off in a month yeah. or two so that's not gonna happen he's like why don't you go ahead i'm gonna stay behind and uh enjoy enjoy the beach we also get to see these some of my favorite shots in the movie dan 
Uh, I hope you agree. I don't know if you're willing to go the photo cover, but I promise this will show up in some capacity. Barbara Stanwyck and the dog in the car. Just just perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. It was just the, the shaggiest dog, too. And dog's really cool, yeah. Yeah, we just really noticed the dog. It seemed to be well-trained. Yeah, so just shout out to the dog. I don't remember if it has a name. But it does. I can't remember it either. Yeah. Well, well, when we post the picture, we'll be ready with that dog's name. Don't you worry. So to set the scene of basically who Thelma Jordan is, what her whole deal is. She lives with her wealthy aunt, who is quite elderly, Aunt Vera. Mm -hmm. Gertrude W. Hoffman. Just a ah, chef's kiss of an elderly lady. (laughs) Yeah, she was. She was a hoot. She's very deaf and like there's like the scene where like Barbara Standard is just speaking very loudly to her. I don't know. It just cracked me up. These fruits are not heated or artificially colored, but are from nature to consumer. Gift packed in gay Mexican and Chinese baskets or traditional California redwood boxes. There's a phone call for you, Mr. Thompson, that detective. Thank you. Excuse me, Aunt Vera. Who? Who's calling, Thelma? Where's the rest of it, Sydney? Doctor or no doctor, I want my brandy. Um, Gotta throw a little bit of the humor in there. Absolutely. You know, there's a couple chuckles. They thought the whole drunken cleave was funny. But once you get past that, you really can let loose and have a good time. Mm -hmm. So that's what's going on with that. Thelma and cleave, they get very close. Cleave confesses like, hey, by the way, I'm married. So that's good news. I got kids, the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. But I, I do find myself falling for you. What do you think about that? She says, hey, I have a little something too. There's this guy, Tony, mm-hmm. who's from my past. That could turn into something, but who knows? Right now, she's all in on Cleve. Things are going great. Uh, she's like, don't worry about my marriage to Tony. You're the one for me. So they make plans to run off like with a decoy, leaving parking Cleve's car and then like getting in a train. I don't quite remember this specific. Vice versa. So they okay. say they're taking, they, they, I think they say they're taking the train and then yeah. they, they, they're they going to use her car. They're going to use her car. Exactly. Yeah. So they just got to meet up one night, you know, make a phone call. So they, they have it all in place. The plan is good to go. All seems to be going well. Barbara Stanwyck leaves a note for her aunt, just letting her know that she's doing what she's, she's got to do. She's taking off. And then the aunt wakes up. In the middle of the night, there's a banging on like an open window from downstairs making quite a, a, a noise. So she goes to check on. She's this is where you get something like, Thelma! Yeah, where, where was not there to do anything. Um, the note like blows away. It's under the bed at that yeah. point. Yeah. And I expected that to like become a thing because it was so like, this is like blowing away. And with everything that happens, you think maybe it would have turned up. But right. You thought it was going to be part of the plot. I wish also take a quick second to mention that. So when Barbara Stanwyck is mentioning this to Wendell Corey, that she has some riches in a safe in her house. And they've kind of like pinpointed that like she might be a target because there's like been signs that people are trying to potentially get in and try to steal that from her. Right. Um, so ultimately, they actually have like people watching out for her. Yes, um, so including like, like, a, a, like, like a yeah, like a guard. yeah, exactly, like yeah, caretaker, night watchman kind of dude. Who was that? What was that guy's name? What was that guy's name? Is that Kingsley Willis? There was a lot of names that are all really like long winded, and they could all be the same person. I yeah. think you're right, but yeah, I mean, all, all the names seem like to blend together for for this one for whatever reason. 
It says Butler here also, by the way, as far as his profession. So I guess that also works out. But yeah, he's a he's a nosy fellow for sure. Yes. So the aunt is looking to go close this window slowly. And then um, she, she ends up in a room. And then she uh, she also grabs a gun. She has a gun. She's like, yep, drawer, she has, yeah. she's suspicious of something. Something might have come through the window. So yeah, she grabs the gun. And then she herself is shot by an unknown person. Mm-hmm. Cleve makes a call to say, hey, let's do this thing, baby. I'm ready to go. Like, this is going to be great. I'm going to cheat on my wife. Life is good. Mm-hmm. And then Thelma Jordan's like, oh, no, I just found my aunt. And you need to come over right away. Yes. Hey, where's my driver? Isn't it time? Thank heaven you phoned. You've got to come at once. Something's happened. No, no, no. Don't talk. Just come. I'll meet you down on the road. Please, please use the side gate. And we see that that butler is listening in on that call. He gets that Mm. much information, but he's just like, I don't know what's going on. So whatever. That's fine. Cleve comes over (laughs) and Thelma's like, yeah, my aunt is dead and you know, I've left evidence everywhere. Like I've been touching yeah. the body and stuff. And Cleve, of course, you know, coming from the law, like he does, he's like, you fucked up. We got to fix all of this. Yes. And that's a fun scene. I, I, I like this whole, you know, like, oh, turn the body around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What's up with this gun? And, and I love know, the extended scene where they're talking and then they're behind the gate because they have like, there's like a long metal gate and it looks like prison bars. <laughs> um, and, I, and I like that inferring that yeah they're kind of imprisoned by this situation and maybe what's to come like i, I always love symbolism like that so yeah I, I really i really like that they did that but yeah it is a great scene and, and like trying to go through the, the the process of like all right like let's walk through like a crime scene like what are all the angles that we can look at and, and like how can we kind of like sort of cover our tracks but like leaving tracks you know and trying yeah, to almost exactly. like falsi- falsify to make it the, look like a body, yeah. that she discovered the body but like right. in a very specific way like of course you turn her around you'd be worried about her so you got to move that and you know go Fingers touch on the, on the light switch yeah go yeah. touch this switch you need to have that and also cleave at first when he hears about this is like do you think tony did this and she's like yeah i i think it might have been tony too but i don't know what's going on let's just figure this out yeah so they get all that done and now they're like we got to figure this out naturally Thelma Jordan is arrested. The butler is like, oh, I heard that there was trouble and stuff like that being said over the phone. So that probably has something to do with it. And also, yeah, Thelma, she was where she'd be implicated because she wrote like a letter to Tony at one point. He's like, you know, hey, my aunt has like a really good emerald necklace. So, mm-hmm. you know, she felt that that implicated her. Yeah. So now there's some good stuff here, but I mean, it's a classic, like we're in a trial scene. They're always kind of a bummer. They kind of always go on too long. But there's an interesting twist. Cleve is actually able to be on the other side of this trial and prosecute against her. And basically fix it. Yeah. So so like, he's like, I know what's going to happen. I'll make sure like, you know, we're making it look legit and they totally sell it. You know, he's like pissing off jury members on purpose and stuff like that. Right. He's like purposefully like kind of like mucking it up and, and like being very clunky. Uh, in, in his in his uh, prosecution, yeah, um, to basically go in favor of Thelma to help her, and she gets a cool lawyer as well, mm-hmm. whose name <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a 
another so, another long. I'm so sorry way. that this is the theme of the episode. I didn't think it'd be so difficult, but you know, hey, the, the lawyer guy though, he's really great. Actually, I, I, he was a, yeah. a highlight for me. He was a, he was one of the secret gems, mm-hmm. and he clearly gets that something's going on. He's like, Who, who's helping you? Who's this? Who's that caller that called that night and stuff? And they decide to call him Mister X. Mister X, yeah. They all realize they're working a, a scheme up to to get Thelma Jordan off. It's like that's fine. I don't want to know anything about it, but we can do this. And they also kind of established that she would the the will was rewritten, right? Like yes, yes, because she had spent time with her. So that like that was another thing that kind of go against her. And she was like, oh, I didn't know that. Like blah blah blah. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Like the it's it the scene where he actually. He like tries to petition the the actual district attorney to who's like real tenacious, like I'm gonna get her, like we're we're gonna you get her in jail, and then he immediately gets the phone call, basically like excusing him from the uh, he has to like kind of recuse himself from because uh, like his like brother who's a lawyer is gonna be like the second like the assisting lawyer yeah. defending her, so he can't prosecute her. So now. Wendell Corey's like, oh, now you're going to get your shot to do this. It happens very naturally. Like it just completely works out. And yeah, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's a very interesting twist. I I just wish it was trimmed down a little bit or something, but Mm -hmm. it's just how these things go. You know, you kind of take it with a grain of salt. And then we find out the jury, they're on our side. She's not wanted for murder after all. Well, we also, and we also get that, that scene, which I really like where they meet up Thelma and uh, Wendell Corey and he has the photo, fo- they have the photo of her, which I love of her, like at the casino. I think it was, I think it was in Florida at that point. Cause they said she's like for coming from Florida. And then you see Tony in the background giving like a real glance at her. I, I don't know. I just, I really like that. Like, yeah, that that's lot. something that is gets exposed. Cause that, that's sort of an interesting thing that happens too, is right. that, you know, now we're seeing what the hell the file on Thelma Jordan is, you know, this really yeah. cool title that lured us all into this movie. Right. What is it? Uh, you know, it's just a file on her past. And we, we see that um, she had some money in, problems. Yeah, and, exactly. And gambling and, and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And Tony was involved with so much of this. But Cleve is like, that's cool. Hey, you know, now I know for sure. I'm no angel. You, you remember me? I'm married. My wife's still checking in all the time, trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Even though by this point, he's like told his wife to like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm into someone else. Um, yeah. This isn't going to work. So yeah, she's found innocent. All is well there. And then now, Dan, you get the stuff that I wish had come just so much earlier in this movie. Like, it really gets nicely cooking from here on out. Mm -hmm. Tony pops up again. Mm -hmm. And you find out that this whole thing was like a a plan that they had come up with together. More of their their schemes of, of... you know, petty theft and whatnot that they've I mean, been they're down to. and out. They need money. You know, they, exactly. They, and this is what they, they cooked up. But you're you're right. I mean, he pops up randomly at different times. Like there's a scene at, at the estate where they where they meet briefly at night. Yeah. And then and then you see him in the courtroom. He's around, but he's very much in the, in the background. And, he and needed and to be there really way to, more. Yeah, right. And now he comes to the forefront. Um, and this movie is like an hour 40, something yeah. like that. You know, bring this sucker down like an hour 20. And just like more Tony, you know, the Tony stuff is great. Like he's a great actor. Yeah, I don't know. Just like it, it really just like got a nice like menacing feel all of a sudden when he pops up and it's like, yeah, this was the plan and I got something on you. And, right. And then she know. was in on it. So like, right. I, I think, yeah, if they had if they had kind of at least let the audience know 
that there that this was an actual plot like we kind of can take a guess but we don't know how deep or how much it is right like we're inferring it but yeah if they really made it out like we knew like how deep in it she was but maybe wendell Corey and the others didn't know right it would have had more i think impact yeah or if we're like why is she we we know she's in it but we don't know like what tony has over her and then right. that could like reveal itself or something but right. they just put it really like all in this moment it's yeah. effective but you just instantly are like, where was this movie? Because it went yeah. from like, man, this thing kind of stinks to just like, oh, all right, like not so bad. I can see what they're going for. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they were, the robbery was going to be a success. They were going to live off of that whole inheritance and everything like that. Things are going great. And Cleve is like calling and stuff like that too. And Tony doesn't like that. He's like, you're my girl. And he's like forcing kisses on her and stuff like that. Yeah. And Barbara Stanwyck does that just like whole like receiving of kisses. She always does are just like, her neck goes back away yeah yeah (laughs) the best at doing that so yeah tony sucks he's laying in bed having the time of his life feeling rich and it's like uh oh what are we gonna do now delma is just like hey cleve this isn't gonna work out i'm sorry what are we gonna do so now they're like all right we now know that delma had killed her aunt she was forced to buy her not husband, right? We find out they weren't married. Not they're not. I mean, they were dating, but they're not actually married. Yes. Right. So this guy, this this scummy boyfriend, and they're like, okay, well, why don't we go in the car, take ourselves a little ride? Mm-hmm. And this is like the best stuff right here. I mean, this best best sequence. Yeah. This is why I'm like, watch this movie. It does pay off in that regard. Yeah. It's just you know, it looks like they're gonna go off not happily ever after, but Tony would be happy, but. Thelma, you can tell, is just completely bummed out and remorseful about the entire situation. Mm. And so she uh, pops in the old car cigarette lighter, gets it nice and hot, and just goes after his face. Like, it's not even like, oh, I'm going to chuck it at you. And I no. wonder, it's like, no, they're going right Forehead. for the face. Yeah. And then uh, that car crashes off a cliff and this nice flip. You see the actors is like in the shot, whatever. They're probably just flipping the frame or whatever, but yeah, but it, it was really amazing. effective. It was an amazing, you know, as far as we see a lot of these car crashes in these things and they're mostly awesome, but yeah, this one is, is a top fiver for sure. Yeah, I think so too. So Tony's dead. Thelma is just fucked up beyond repair and near death, but she's, she's not able, on a thread. Yeah. Yeah. She's got just enough final words to, you know, exonerate herself in some way the death they give her is like you know clearly of course it's film noir in 1950 she's got to pay right but you know in that way where it's like we forgive you in the end so she's just you know doing deathbed confessions and stuff but not revealing who mr x is they're like well what's going on with that guy is it mr x that's just a man i love yeah she's confessed everything except who mr x is Why don't you tell him? I love him. That's why. Then Thelma dies. We lose her. And then we have Miles talking to Cleve. And he's like, I know you're Mr. X, dude. Like, clearly you had something going on with this girl. I've got two eyes, don't I? (laughs) Yeah, like I have have to say something. Yeah. But yeah, you have to. You 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 clearly can't practice law because we all respect law. So I got to turn you in, buddy. I know I'm a piece of shit. And Cleve's like, yo yo yo, no no, not so fast. I already did it. I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. 
I think my wife is going to forgive me eventually. It was the note that they ended on. I'm just like, she'll yeah. get over it. And why don't you guys meet up and, and that'll be that. That's a happy now, now, now right? my rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then the freaking end. I mean, I applaud it for the, the whole methodical idea of like her initial, well, maybe not her, but the initial plan with her and Tony was she was supposed to seduce Cleves' boss, the actual district attorney. Right. And, and then, you know, she mistakenly gets on with Cleve and she ends up really falling in love with him. Like it was supposed to be just all a big ruse. And I, yeah, I like how watch that plays her, out. Like, performance change and like you see right. her fall in love with them. And, and it, right. it's really like, good. That dynamic probably wouldn't have happened if, if she actually, I know this is kind of like, you know, fantasy, but if she had actually met up with the actual guy, like I, I think none of that would happen. It definitely would have played out a lot differently. So it's just interesting how, how it, I like that aspect of it. I like I like the idea of her of them really going to this length to try to stack the deck in their favor. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. interesting to me. Like you no, don't really see that as much. Like going right to a district attorney, you know, getting him to turn and be on their side and fall in love and then be so deep that whatever they do, if they get in trouble, you know, this will end up happening. So yeah, just an interesting, very, very interesting plot. But like you said, yeah, it, it goes through some rough patches. Um, but there's some worthwhile sequences in there that are like are pretty cool. So I, I do give it that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I'd be even more forgiving of it. It's just like it, Siad Mac is pretty deep in his career at this point, you know, like right. this is after Criss Cross. <laughs> right. Especially with like film noir, like he had yeah. made quite a bit. Exactly. Like you know, Phantom Lady has happened at this point. The Killers has happened. He did The, the Suspect. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Spiral Staircase, Strange Affair of Uncle Harry. I mean, he... Christmas Holiday is a film noir and, and maybe right. coming from the lads, but uh, a lot of big ones. And so it was just very odd to see this is, was the result. Right. Um, and you don't hear of any, like, studio interference with this one or anything like this. So it just, it, it was very interesting. Yeah. But I would give it... And I, I, I definitely had up my score a little bit with the rewatch. I'd give it 6.7 out of 10 files. Yeah, I was gonna say like 6.5, 6.7. That was kind but of a, but a very at, yeah. like there's stuff here that's absolutely worth checking out. It ends very well, which is like a lot of times these things go the opposite direction. So I mean, right. that that's definitely something for sure. But I just you know with with everyone involved in it, you just kind of hope for and expect a little better. I think mm-hmm. it was it was well directed based off of what you had from the script, and you know Barbara Stanwyck killed it. No right. criticisms for her whatsoever. Wendell Corey, you know, just put the bottle down and then you're fine. You know, then we can <laughs> yeah. forget about all that stuff. But that was just not a good way to start. It's not a good first impression. Yeah. But let's get into the minimal fun facts that we've got here. So, yeah, this was based off of the unpublished story from Marty Holland. And so the screenplay was adapted from Keddy Frings, who won a Pulitzer Prize in 1958. Also amazing name. (laughs) Absolutely. And so, and she wrote Fallen Angel, which was her first novel and which Mm -hmm. was adapted in 1945 from Otto Preminger. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I can imagine. And her second novel, The Glass Heart, was published in 1946, which was optioned by RKO for James M. Kane to adapt the screenplay, but it never was completed. So Mm -hmm. all good there. The working title for the film was just simply Thelma Jordan, but at least, you know, someone in some department was like, I got a great title. And it is a fantastic title. The kids, Wendell Corey's kids in the film are his actual children. 
they didn't get any lines. So that was smart. <laughs> yeah. And also Barbara Stanwyck's older brother was in the courtroom defense mm-hmm. team. I thought about that. Like he looked like I, I was actually no joke. Like I, I was looking at that and I was like, he looks like he could be related to like, I was like, like, I'm like his face. Like, I don't know. I could see a little bit of the resemblance. Like, so I was like, okay, maybe they're related. And then, yeah, I learned that as well. So that's makes sense. Uh, yeah. Like we said, it's a public domain movie now. So feel free to put out your own versions should be streaming in a lot more places than it is, but it, it yeah, was in surprising. A places. Yeah. They, there was a screen directors playhouse broadcast. Mm-hmm. Back in 1951, so a year afterwards, they did a 60-minute radio adaptation with both Stanwyck and Corey reprising their roles. This says this was the final film of Dot Farley. Don't see Dot Farley listed in any of these credits, so I couldn't tell you who they played. But yeah, who, uh, yeah, hey, Dot? great job, Dot. You did wonderful. I'm looking for Dot as well. I don't. Maybe that was the dog. No, I think Dot was probably a person. Did I just insult the Farley family, Dan? Yeah. I apologize. Well, well, there is an actor, Dot Farley. What was she? What'd she do? She was a woman prisoner uncredited. So maybe one of the prisoners that, that, like, when there's a scene where she's walking out and then they're all kind of, like, giving her advice and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe she's she's one of them. Maybe we'll see you again and all that stuff. Yeah, all right. That sounds like classic Dot Farley. Yeah. Dan, any other thoughts on this one? I, I know we went a little quick here on this one, but hey, maybe we just do it quick now. Our last week's was quick and is one of my favorite episodes. Well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> short and sweet. No, I think it was our quickest episode, actually. Really? Fun fact. Um, yeah, no, I like like you know, kind of talked about it. It was it was fine. I I, I didn't mind it. That yeah, this some of the slow spots kind of drug it down at times, but there were definitely moments that I really liked about it. So like, it wasn't a complete like, Oh man, I'm, I'm not, exactly. like, I'm, I'm not into it or anything. Yeah. It was just like, I had moments that, was, that kept me in it. Yeah, no, totally. And um, definitely didn't feel like time was wasted. Interesting ideas. A lot of interesting ideas. In a lot of potential. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, we'll see if that kind of uh, potential continues to next week for a movie you're psyched about. And mm-hmm. we might even have a special guest next week as well. An old friend coming by to also be psyched on this film. Uh, if you're a diehard Noiro, you know we've hyped this in the past, so that's how we do. Uh, we got, depending on your, your, your flavor here, we got either The Scar or Hollow Triumph coming. You ran around, good times, girls. You were special. We never followed the rules. There were no rules for you. Would you believe it? I think I wanted to see you get away with it. You were everything I wasn't, everything I wanted to be, everything we all like to be. Only we know better. Put the cash in the envelopes. We know sooner or later it always catches up with you. Look at us. Guy likes chance if those guys don't stop till they get eaten. Believe me. Get him. If it takes 20 years, get him. Leave me alone, Freddy. Don't give me any lectures. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Marcy tried Mexico. It didn't help. Who are you? Who sent you? Sent who? Me? What are you following me for? I I thought I recognized you. You look exactly like him. Except, of course, for the star. His name is Bartok. Bartok. That's it. They won't find me. I just talked to you on the phone. How'd you get here so fast? You don't think it was easy to do, do you? That's the doctor, Bartok, back from his country weekend. No, no, no. In the back. Something troubling you? Yes. Well, tell me. You've been so strange. I'm 
Bartok. Who is going to know? Who'll ever find out? You killed my head. Oh, I was in a jam. I had killers on me. What's the matter? Nothing. I, uh, I was just going to say I've been cashing a lot of bonds lately, and, uh... You always take a chance when you gamble. You never can go back and start again. Because the older you grow, the worse everything turns out. My film detective copy right here. Nice, it's one I have. Blu-ray uh, burned copy from from Amazon. I we there is a Kino version, and theirs is the Scar. So we'll see. I I, I have no other copy to compare it to, but who knows? Maybe I'll pull off a hat trick by the time we get to this episode. So was that on Blu-ray? Yes. I know I'm getting ahead. Okay, yes. so it was, but it's out of print. And it was as the Scar, not as right. Hollow Triumph. It right. is out of print. I found a DVD copy. And then there's a copy on eBay for like 40 bucks. And I'm just like, hmm. maybe if I love this movie, I'll go for it after the fact. But I hope you do. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good time. I hope I do every week, to be honest. Yeah, so, fair yeah we don't go into this hoping that they're, <laughs> that they're not good. Well, I mean, I guess we knew last week we were we were throwing a grenade to the audience. But yeah, we're good. We're good on that for a while. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I hope so. Dan. If, if, if you had thoughts on the file on Thelma Jordan, you're like, hey, wait, you guys forgot about this file in the cabinet. What, what, what would you do? What, let, let's see you just do them all from scratch, huh? What am I going to do first, though? You tell me. What are you inspired gonna, to do? I'm inspired to first listen. And okay, then good. that's right. You wait. Don't yeah, just you jump first... and give us a review and be like, oh, wait, I forgot. Right. I want to actually hear it out first. Okay. Um, and then based on that, I'm yeah. going to rate and subscribe. Okay. Yeah. All right. What do you think you'd re- leave a review or you just you didn't like the episode that much? Uh, it depends on the episode. Okay. What about Sometimes this episode? You think you're going, leave a, you're going to leave a review for this episode? I don't know. I'll keep you guessing. Maybe right. I will. Maybe I won't. Like, Let me hear what Hollow Triumph has to offer. Yeah. I might want to wait for that one. Where would I rate Ed review? On all the streaming platforms. I guess there's a lot of them, huh? Yeah. There's, there's, there's too many to mention. Okay. What about social media? You ever hear of that before? I did. That's where people go to talk and post stuff. Um, what app would you open first? Uh, probably Instagram. Instagram. I think that's pretty common of, of today's society. We're an Instagram first type <laughs> people. What, what, what's our, yeah. What's our brand? What on Instagram? Uh, it's uh, out of the podcast. That is out of the podcast, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I follow that. Same. Anywhere else that we are? We got to register some accounts. Oh yeah. We got a Twitter only. What's that? We do. That's out of, out of the cast. Okay. Ooh. I guess we couldn't get out of the podcast, huh? Yeah. I guess that's some weird account that's been like inactive since 2015 or something, and maybe wasn't even anything to do with out of the podcast. It makes no sense why the name was registered. <laughs> That'd be weird, though, huh? An email. Oh yeah, email, huh? The real out of the podcast. Uh huh. At Gmail. Okay. That's Google Mail. Yeah. Does that it's just dad Gmail and you leave it blank from there? That yeah, like a dot you, com or you want to put something in the subject line first because it might stop you and then okay and then you'll put something in the email. You can't do a classic no subject. I don't think so. They don't allow don't that anymore. To. Okay, we I don't need think so. a sub. What's the subject, Dan? Hopefully, it's I like your podcast. <laughs> I like your podcast. Parentheticals, spicy tuna. Yeah. Okay, that's how we'll know. To open the email if we don't see that we're not going to open the email yeah i think that's fair and then when when we open the email there's what should be the last line like 
See you on the Oregon Trail. Uh, see you in the shadows. Isn't that like <laughs> Noir Alley's tagline or something? Is it? Well, so, I was trying to find something Noir related. So that was your first mistake. Yeah. I mean, I thought it would be fitting. Did they that, have a tagline? On that the was your other. I feel like he's just always like, all right, I'll see you guys in the shadow. Oh, we're off this month. See you in the shadows. He's oh. coming back with the Stanwick in September. Uh, sorry, wrong number. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if um, we'll get to that. I wonder. Yeah, I think you're probably right. That's probably where I heard it. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Well, didn't, didn't mean to plagiarize. What, um, we should. We should just like take it all. Yeah. That's what we do. This show I think this segment's been longer than the than the actual episode. So I'm trying to pad it a little bit, Dan. Nothing wrong with that. Um, all right. Well, thank you for opening our file cabinet, everybody, and for listening and playing along again public domain look for it i think even at like the bottom of the wikipedia page for this one it was like here's a link to the free movie on mm-hmm. archive.org or something so probably on youtube i would imagine it's 100 on youtube yeah. for sure so yeah check it out check it out let us know what you think cool car crash right mm-hmm. but yeah other than that all we have left to do is say goodbye and the only way to do that is with a toast from friends to say hey everybody here's the crime here's the crime Ba-ding. Happy August!